I said AI sure hasn't helped us at all. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Like I said, we're technology at dinosaurs, apparently. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Forbes always releases, you know, the the latest and greatest of what's going on. You know, they've done the Bitcoin stuff. They've done Sam Bankman Freed. They've done, you know, all these people who have ended up crashing. And the latest one that they did was NVIDIA. Um, and the CEO of NVIDIA and everything and making him look like a superstar and all that type of stuff. And now so much has kind of been happening around NVIDIA um, of what it's looking like back in the Cisco days of the 2000.com crash and all that type of stuff. So it's, it's kind of funny what's going to potentially develop and, and the, how, how Forbes predicts the future. All right, welcome everybody back to the half truth. I know we've been away for a while. We've had a, a lot of developments happening in the markets and the, in our world, so it's kind of been a little time. Uh, plus the holiday vacation, it took a little while to uh, get back into the group of things. But uh, today we got some special topics for you and, and some new developments that have happened. Um, I'm Patrick Morgan, joined with Justin Singletary, and this is the half truth. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. It's a little late, but whatever. <laughs> um, all right, well, I guess I will kick it off here. Um, I just kind of want to cover, since it's been so long, I want to cover some of the stuff that we have been seeing going on. Um, and one of the ones that has been really driving this market is AI. And it's kind of funny, you know, we always see, um, and I'm not going to be able to share my screen. Window, preview. Can you see that? No. I cannot. I love technology. <laughs> so anyways, Forbes yeah, always comes out with their... What's that? I said AI sure hasn't helped us at all. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like I said, we're technology at dinosaurs, apparently. I don't know. Um, Forbes always releases, you know, the the latest and greatest of what's going on. You know, they've done the Bitcoin stuff. They've done Sam Bankman Freed. They've done, you know, all these people who have ended up crashing. And the latest one that they did was NVIDIA. Um, and the CEO of NVIDIA and everything and making him look like a superstar and all that type of stuff. And now... So much has kind of been happening around NVIDIA um, of what it's looking like back in the Cisco days of the 2000.com crash and all that type of stuff. So it's, it's kind of funny what's going to potentially develop and, and the, how, how Forbes predicts the future. Um, but Meta also, do you want to say something on that? Oh, yeah. I mean, my, my first article is going to be right around all of the same stuff. So this is great. Okay. Uh, one. And so Meta, um, there was a headline a few weeks back of how AI replaced the metaverse as Zuckerberg's top priority. Um, so and then just recently they announced the dividend, you know, all that type of stuff to try and juice the stock. So it's, it's the flavor of the month, you know, it's the tulip, it's Bitcoin, it's NFTs, it's, you know, all this stuff that we've always had over the years of popping up the markets of uh, something to, to shoot for or, or be around. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's, 
it's also too, and I'll get a little bit. I'll talk a little bit as well uh, when I get into my article. But it's uh, very narrow leadership. You know, it's yeah. not a very robust market. It was the Magnificent Seven last year. I've heard the Fantastic Four this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's it that as we've said before. You know, when the the generals need to get shot, and it looks like uh, three out of the seven got shot. And we still have four more to go. <laughs> well, yeah, and maybe even it's been the two. You know, we haven't heard about anything other than NVIDIA, which NVIDIA's even gone a little quiet. Um, and, you know, if it wasn't for Apple, you know, Apple had the, the big run because they were, you know, had some things in the news. And then it went from Apple to Meta, you know, Meta having the big run because of them announcing the dividend for the first time ever in history. And now we're all out of the seven. You know, those are the, the top three. Who else is going to drive this market to, you know, with announcements? Right. So I'll elaborate, on that. On that? I'll elaborate a little bit more on that with my uh, first thing. And it's it, the title is, is three dividend paying tech stocks to buy in February. So I'll list was that, off. Was that three. from Motley Fool? Uh, let's see here. No, it's Yahoo Finance. Um, let's see. Let me just double check so people uh, don't start coming after us about. <laughs> uh, one second. That's, that's one thing that I wanted to talk. You know, was going to mention too. You know, I, I've noticed Motley Fool has been putting a lot of articles out on Yahoo Finance. So. Yeah, so you're correct. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it just goes to the fact of you can't believe every, you know, all the news articles because that's not a news article, that's an opinion piece, you know, and a lot of news articles now are opinion pieces. And it kind of goes into the point of why we started this. You know, they have a reason behind why they want to push this article up because they're paying to be on. Yeah, finance to put that out there to get viewership to, to get people to subscribe, you know, so there's always the underlining reason behind these articles. So go ahead. Yeah. So yes, that was the, the article I'm going to talk about right now was a monthly full one posted on Yahoo Finance titled three dividend uh, paying tech stocks to buy in February. So I'll list off the three and then I'll kind of get into some uh, a little bit of uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, data on some of them. So the three were uh, Taiwan Semiconductor, the other one was Meta, and then the, th- the third one, which is the one that I like best of the three, was AT&T. Now, before I get into AT&T and why I think out of the article that might be the one to look at or pay attention to, let's get into, you know, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor as well as Meta. So when you look at just some different metrics when it comes to, you know, stock, there are some things that, you know, we all kind of just generally look at. And, you know, as of today, Taiwan Semiconductor is priced at $131 a share, market cap of almost $700 billion. And here's what's interesting. I know we've mentioned in previous recordings, you know, we talked a little bit about the P.E. ratio, and that's what they call the price to earnings ratio. And 
price to earnings ratio for Taiwan Semiconductor is 23.96, so almost 24. And if you look historically, typically when things are over, uh, you know, over 20, between 20 and 24, 20 and 30, or 27, those are considered to be highly overvalued, not undervalued stocks. So, and it has a dividend uh, paying 1.62%. So, who are Taiwan Semiconductor's top clients? Samsung, Intel, Apple, NVIDIA, interesting, <laughs> and AMD. So, I don't know if you, you know, Patrick, you touched a little bit on Apple. AMD is another, uh, you know, semiconductor you know company they they've had a you know a, a pretty good uh return over the last you know call it uh 12 to 18 months um and then obviously all the hype around nvidia so when you look at and you go down and you look at nvidia's top clients who are they google amazon meta microsoft and i only bring some of these things up because you know, there's, there's, a, it's very incestuous. There's a lot of connections there, and that kind of goes to the point of very narrow leadership. You have te a Taiwan Semiconductor top client, Nvidia. You have Apple and Amazon both needing Nvidia stuff. Then you have Meta, top client of Nvidia. So you have all of these companies. And let me get back to market cap and PE ratios. So market cap for Nvidia. 1.7 trillion or almost there uh, PE ratio of 91.72 call it close to 92 Meta's price 467 as of today market cap 1.2 trillion PE of 31 and their dividend is 0.044 now I don't know what they increased it to if that's what they increased it to I haven't I'll have to look later today but I just go when I see these things and I hear this this Motley Fool opinion piece like you said Patrick you know you have two out of those three that have PEs that are just astronomical especially you know you know Nvidia wasn't part of that actual article but they they are involved in a lot of what the other two companies do and so if you believe that the next 3 to 5 years that both uh, Taiwan Semiconductor, uh, Meta, NVIDIA can just continue to keep growing in this parabolic state. You're, I mean, to Patrick's point a minute ago, we, you know, you had the Bitcoin craze, you had, um, you know, we had the dot-com stuff and back in the dot-com situation again, at towards the end, very narrow leadership. Everybody was, you know, Cisco was huge. Everybody wanted to buy Cisco, even when it was at the elevated levels it was at. And what happened three to four months later? Most people got their face ripped off. So don't be surprised if in three months or sooner or maybe even a little bit longer that, you know, if, if you start to see cracks in NVIDIA, you'll probably start to see cracks in you know meta taiwan semiconductor and then also on top of that let me also add that though nvidia's you know what they what they actually make when it comes to chips and semiconductors yes they are great they do work very well 
However, if you think about the, I'm going to use it, you know, if you think about how the iPhone came out back in whatever, 2008, 2009, big, big craze, everybody wanted the iPhone, kept going, going, going. Well, how about now? Where, how about over the last three to four years, the iPhone is essentially the same thing it was three to four years ago. The only thing that's changed is they update the operating, you know, the, the operating system or the platform. And they upgrade the, you know, the cameras and a few other areas. Well, if you look at the chip sector, there's not anything technically new that's changed from, you know, last year to this year. There's been no like major breakthroughs that all of a sudden, you know, we have this new, you know, these new chips that are coming out that are just light years ahead of the last one. So. That just that just shows me that you know, and you have also too just in this year alone, Nvidia is up almost fifty percent. That's insane. We're only we're not even through the second month of this year, and to be up forty, almost fifty percent, is really just ludicrous. And I and I just it's it's hard for me to see a path that these can continue these parabolic states. And to our point about Motley Fool and these opinion pieces, what they're, well, at least what I believe they're doing, is they're, they're, it's, a, it's a bait and switch. You know, what is the risk versus reward? All they're doing is telling you to buy these things while they're over in the background selling. And they're backing up their truck while the rest of the retail world is like, oh man, if I get into NVIDIA now and it goes to 1,000, you know, that's a pretty good return. Yes, if it goes to 1,000. You know, um, so I just, at least with those three or those two, the Meta uh, Taiwan Semiconductor, I would just be very careful in wanting to feel that the growth that they've had over the last 18 to 24 months and even just in the last few months is number one, sustainable and really, you know, depending on your age, risk versus reward. However, the third one, AT&T, the best of the three, PE ratio of eight point, almost nine, so 8.84, low, undervalued in comparison to overvalued companies. What is their dividend? 6.3, so really good dividend. And if you look at their chart from August of last year, they've had a really good trend and a good upward, uh, upward momentum trend. So, you know, in my eyes, out of those three, you got to really take a look at and and really be careful on Taiwan Semiconductor, Meta, mainly because of the incestuousness in between all of them. They're all very uh, correlated in a sense of what they need and how they conduct their business. Um, so yeah, I, I, at least out of that, I, I would say that's a total. You know, what what does that article mean in my eyes? It means a bunch of bud kiss. Um, you know, unless you talk about AT&T, so long, long I would just be for... really these. Huh? Long way to go for this article's a bunch of buckets. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, you know, mind, again, investment advice. I'm sorry. I said they got it. The viewers need to keep in mind it's not investment advice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> At the end of the day, so yeah. I mean, again, go ahead. Well, the NVIDIA craze, you know, I think more of that is around rather than the semiconductors and the chips and all that type of stuff. Now it's been around the AI, you know, for NVIDIA, the push yes. for AI. But, you know, Watson, IBM was around how many years ago? 
You know, that was 10, 15 years ago that they came out with that. And the AI has changed. Even NVIDIA has done interviews. Like the CEO in NVIDIA has done interviews. And I sent you guys an article a while back, you know, with the way that he described what they're doing in the AI space made it sound like somebody describing Bitcoin and blockchain, you know, that was like a huge investor in that and pro-Bitcoin. And it just said a lot of words and didn't say anything. And that's AI right now. We are not anything different or anything new going on in AI. It's just now maybe more accessible to the masses, whereas it wasn't really accessible to the masses. So that's giving it a different skew and view. And let's also remember, too, usually when, you know, the average person or the retail person is reading about this, the money's already been made. It's over. Yep. It's over. You know, when we're, when we're oh, those of us who, you know, are the normal people of this world, when we finally start to hear, you know, these articles of, hey, you should buy this, this is, you know, these things can continue to run for infinity. That's when, that's when you need to be the most cautious. What is it? Uh, Warren Buffett's, you know, saying of, um, you know, when everybody else is greedy, be fearful. And then when everybody else feel for fearful, it's, you know, good time to be greedy. Well, we're at a very, we're at a very important point where I think we're going to see who, who's going to be swimming naked here pretty soon when the tide goes out. Um, and, and to your point of valuation, you know, the, the PE ratios on semiconductors and NVIDIA, you know, are astronomical levels. They're still, by the analysis and everything, forecasted as um, not overvalued. You know, so like that information right there is telling you that they're skewing, you know, and not really giving you the full truth behind it because those are super overvalued at the, where they're at. And these analysis, you know, groups that are coming out and changing their price targets from 700 to 800 or 1,000, they're just trying to get people to keep juicing it so, like you said, they can get out at, at the higher price. The only one that's not, you know, or AT&T is actually marked at the same. Like, it's not overvalued, it's not undervalued, but it's got a PE of, what, 8? Whereas that's yeah. a, a value, you know, right there. Anything below 10, you know, is typically good. But even that is still kind of high for, for that company as far as, in my opinion, for growth and what they can potentially do. But it's still a much better PE than 36 or whatever NVIDIA is at. They're at 91. 91, okay, even worse. Mm -hmm. We should have a video and break that down on what that means of how much revenue and how much growth they need to produce in order to get those type of returns. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, you know, maybe on our next uh, our next thing, we'll take a deep dive and not really cover articles. We'll just really go into what you know how the PE kind of works. Now, it's not always a perfect uh, metric to use, but it is one that is very common. Um, let me, with that being said, I got this little chart here from Stable Investor, and it talks about the three-year returns um, based on PEs. So a PE of uh, less than 12, three-year return was 38.7% positive. Uh, PEs between 12 and 15, 30%. Between 15 and 18, 17%. Between 21 and 21, uh, 24, 4%. And between 24 and 27, a negative 4.2%. Above 27 is basically a negative 8% return over three years. So what does that tell you? You know, it's, you're getting into an area where the, you know, these values are just 
way too high and are not sustainable. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's shift gears out of out of AI unless it's something else. You know, and then I looked at Palantir, which I, you know, a company that I actually somewhat like. Um, you know, their PE ratio is like two hundred and sixty-eight. I mean, things that you have never heard before. So, uh, you know, I guess just just be careful out there, folks. Just make sure you, you, you know, you do a, a quite a bit of research. Don't always follow these uh, Motley Fool articles and opinion pieces. I mean, granted, these are our opinions, but at least we're trying to be a little bit more realistic on what what we see and how we see it. Yeah. And there's a lot of stocks that, you know, it's not just the, the bank seven that are not going to produce or that we feel are not going to produce over the next three to five years. So, right. Um, um, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say my next article is around Rivian. Okay. So is Rivian a buy or sell? And, um, so no. thankfully, and I'm sorry, what? Sell. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, at least in this article, they, you know, at least they, they did say, you know, it's not a buy yet. However, I don't know if it's a buy at any time in the near term um, or even intermediate term, uh, mainly because if you look at what Ford just came out with, what General Motors just came out with, that they are completely, they're cutting, you know, almost in half, if not significantly more, their production in electric vehicles. Um, unless you own a Tesla, there's been massive problems with infrastructure and charging stations. Um, you know, the vast majority of the charging stations across the United States, I've read articles that are saying, you know, upwards of 40, 50% of them don't even work. So if you planned out your trip to go to somewhere across the country or just across the state, you pull up to a gas station or a charging station thinking, oh yeah, you know, I found it on my, you know, on my uh, uh, list of places I can go to. Um, and then you get there and you gotta wait, you know, a handful of hours before you even get to the charging station that works. So, you know, when you start to see the big guys, Ford, General Motors, reducing, you know, all of this money, all of this, you know, money that they invested in when it came to EV, you know, you had the, the Mach-E or the, uh, what is it, the, is it the Mach-E, is that the, the Mustang one that Ford had? You know, yeah. a lot of people aren't buying. They're not buying them like they once did. Rivian, same thing, you know, because where do you go to charge them? What, what? So when I see, hey, is this a buy or sell? Well, I mean, if you're selling, you're probably already, somebody already back up the truck and, you know, got what they needed and you're, you're holding the bag at this point. Um, but I, 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 I just... I think broader a broader scale. You know, it's, it goes beyond, like, I think all car manufacturers are probably not a buy right now. You know, I just saw an article that delinquencies on credit card debt and auto loans are at, or near levels of what they were in 2000. <clears throat> so that's telling you right there, like people are struggling and we're gonna have a mass influx, you know, in a car market crash. So beyond the electric vehicles that are already struggling to all the points that you just mentioned, it's gonna, you know, reverberate into gas vehicles as well of, 
you know, just car manufacturers not being a place that you want to be. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, just be leery of uh, my, when I going back to my Rivian thing, just be careful, make sure you do a little bit more research beyond just, you know, how the company's performing, you know, uh, because even if they are, if they're making vehicles and they're selling vehicles, that's great. But if all of a sudden, as you see with General Motors, you see with Ford, people aren't able to charge them, people aren't able to do certain things, they're not as great as they were told they were, um, nobody's going to be buying them. And, you know, I'm not saying Rivian's going out of business, but it's it's just just be careful out there when it comes to those guys and a few other the electric vehicles. Tesla's a different story. Well, Tesla's a more of a... I don't know. Some people say Tesla is more of a technology company than a car company. And yeah, I, I, I can see that, you know, but they're, they're still going to have struggles too. You know, they have their problems. Totally. But, but uh, they had the, they had the first mover advantage. I mean, you know, criticize yeah. Elon, which I've done all you want, but I am, a, I, I do like him and I do like what he's done. He's, you know, he's built out the infrastructure for it, at least for his cars. I mean, so any articles I read about charging stations not working, Tesla's not one of those. It's whenever no. you have a different car that uses a different charging station versus Tesla. So, you know, a little bit of a different thing there. And he's, you know, I mean, no. he's got the these big, huge, you know, uh, mega factories that uh, can pump out these cars. So, I mean, it's a it's a different animal, but yeah. Um... What, I don't want to spend too much time on this one because we kind of beat it to death in our last video um, with where we talked about inflation or something like that. But um, yesterday, the founder of Fat Brands, which is kind of McDonald's, um, you know, Taco Bell, all that type of stuff. Um, I don't remember all the brands they have in there, but he came out and said burrito Big Mac prices in California um, are going up to pay for the price of um, labor because in April here, California is going to $20, you know, as a minimum wage. And he said, someone's got to pay for that. So they're going to pass all that along to the consumer, which goes right back to what we talked about, you know, that not every wage should be a living wage. You know, it's going to just right. crush everybody even more. Yes. <laughs> and, and I'll reiterate a point that we had back to that when we had our video last year was, when you look at the statistics and you look at the data, the data shows that the vast majority of people that go work as their first job, yes, is not a living wage. However, it's the, the, the percentage is extremely high that 80 to 90% of the time, the person that comes in at that entry level job within six months, 12 months and 18 months has moved on to either supervisor, manager, something, to where they're actually getting into a position of getting to a living wage. So most of the time, this this argument of oh well, you know, minimum wage needs to be a living wage is is go back to my word, bud kiss, because again, if if the, most people have a good chunk of people have a drive of not wanting to be at the you know at the entry level, they want to move on to the next position, whether that's in this within the same company. Or within a different company so just the data doesn't even match this you know this yeah. well bs i won't say the word but yeah 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 
Um, my last article, um, last week at one of our client events, one of our clients asked, you know, kind of what I feel of the real estate market. And I said, we're going to have something similar to a 2008 type of event in commercial real estate. It's not going to be on the residential one, you know, and it could be the catalyst that brings down the market. I don't know. But I said, we have, you know, CBRE and all the commercial properties are already struggling to buy and sell properties because of interest rates. Um, there's so much debt that's maturing over this year and next year that if rates are still high, they're going to struggle. They're not going to be real refinanced. They're going to have to liquidate because they can't keep up with the payments, all that type of stuff. And then Janet Yellen comes out yesterday and says um, she's concerned and sees a lot of stress ahead in the commercial real estate as a wave of giant loans come due this year. So if, if she's coming out who's perma bullish on the economy and all that type of stuff and saying we see a lot of stress because she mentions that it's the stress on the banks, you know, because the banks are going to have to default on loans or have defaulted loans and stuff like that, that um, she's worried about the bank side of things. And that is the concern. She says it's manageable, um, but she's concerned. The other way it's manageable is if they bring down rates. You know, if they don't bring down rates, it, there's nothing that can be done unless they print more money which is going to cause more inflation, which is going to cause more, you know, higher rates. So it's the only way that they're going to fix that commercial real estate market, in my opinion, is that they bring down rates. Otherwise, that market is screwed. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, well, and I mean, what's all the stuff that's going on over in China? Um, we've, you know, what Europe's already experienced some of what's starting to happen here. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I mean, what what else? What what can they do? I mean, if they well, but I mean, they they're in kind of a weird you know predicament because if they start lowering interest rates, that could start spurring other problems. Well, I think <laughs> her her solution is to do what they did with uh, you know the other bank failures. You know, they bail them out. Right. You know, it's like that's that's their goal in everything is to just throw money at it. You know, we'll, we'll fix the banking system, let the commercial operators fail, but we'll fix the banking system. You know, they'll probably let yeah. some of the smaller banks fail. And if it if it trickles into kind of some of the bigger ones and going to be a systemic risk, they'll just, you know, increase their fiscal policy to go bail them out. You know, even even Jerome Powell has said that their their fiscal spending has gotten out of hand, you know, which I thought was kind of funny <laughs> that, that he's even calling them out and saying you guys are spending too much money. Yeah. I agree. That's all I got. You got another one? Nope. Uh, those were my two. Were uh, the dividend paying one, and then uh, just uh, talking a little bit about Rivian, and more importantly, was just about the overall EV market. You know, putting aside Tesla to some degree, but just more about yeah. you know Ford, GM, them cutting back, doing things, Rivian struggling. Um, and perhaps well, some of the things that I mentioned were, you know, things that people haven't been hearing about, which is the whole charging station problem and being able to charge yeah. them. Yeah. So, and I mean, if any of the viewers see an article that, you know, they read and they want to get our take on it, you know, send it, send it to us, you know, comment and put it in the link in the comment section or something. And we'll, yeah. we'll take a look at it to, to give our take on it and the deeper dive of what we feel is, 
really the kind of the truth behind it. So, but just be careful out there in the articles that you read. Yeah, lots of them trying to get you to, to buy into things while they're probably selling. Yeah. All right, well, I think that kind of wraps it up. We'll uh, see you all again next week. we got some pretty good uh, material lined up for, for the coming week, so we, we should be pretty active, so stay tuned. Stay tuned, guys. Good to see you. Yep. <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> I can't see any of you.